Hey everyone, welcome back to the On The Rise podcast. It is episode 6 and I'm here with a very special guest today. It is Black Summer. He is a 15-year-old Australian producer from, vi- from a viral video called Meet Black Summer, Australia's Youngest Producer. And it was premiered on Triple J's channel. It garnered like a million views and he's been performing all over the place. And his very first gig was at Groove in the Moo in Australia where he played in front of thousands. And uh, yeah, he's he's been consistently just putting out so much great music and just growing his musical career. So, uh, Reese, how's it going? Good, thanks. Yeah, been great. Awesome. So usually I start off by, you know, just talking about the producer's background and when they were younger, how like they got into music. But since you're so young, like, I don't know, it's 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 different talking about this stuff. Um, but <laughs> it's more like a year or two ago (laughs) oh yeah exactly i mean some of the producers that i talk to are in their 20s you know so it's it's accurate to talk about you know when they're 10 or 11 but uh for you it's it's really recently but um how did what what kind of role did did music play in in your early life uh well yeah music was pretty much something that i was always you know interested in um i didn't start taking it seriously until um i put my music up on triple j because I kind of just like started um, listening to uh, electronic music because I accidentally flicked on it uh, to a channel like uh, MTV. I accidentally um, went onto MTV and uh, I heard some electronic music and I'd never heard it before. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is really cool. So um, I started listening to it more and from there, it just kind of got to the point where I just was like, hey, you know what? Why don't, why don't, I, <laughs> why don't I try making okay. some? And it didn't start off very good, but um, I just kept going at it and yeah over time i just got better at it and i just kept practicing and yeah awesome and like did you start at 11 uh actually i started at 10 um i don't say this much in interviews because it's all about the triple j part but um i actually started when i was like 10 and um i only decided to put my music up when i was 11 which happened to be the time they were doing interviews on upcoming artists in australia Mm-hmm. in like uh rural areas like canberra so oh, wow and and how yeah. did this whole whole thing with uh with triple j happen like the whole video yeah so that they just um they just hit me up because um i put when i put my music up uh i had my birthday on it and it was 2003 and they couldn't <laughs> believe it so they called me and uh, they called my dad because i didn't have a phone when i was 11 but yeah, they yeah. called my dad and they're like is 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 your kid uh the is your kid black summer putting that music up and my dad's like oh yeah 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 because he's a big fan of triple j you know and he he suggested it and we just put it up for fun um but yeah it it just blew up but um yeah it kind of went from that and they're like hey can we do an interview of you because uh they thought it would be a really cool story to do so they (laughs) i remember they came they came to my school uh during the day to like film me in, in class and like everybody was like, "What the heck is going wow. on?" Because I was like, I was like the kid who was like really like not the popular one, you know. I wasn't mm-hmm. the person that would like always be, you know. You know, there's like popular kids of in course. school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't one of them, so every, it was an even bigger surprise. So. And did you <laughs> become like, a popular kid after that? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> everybody, everybody, everybody wouldn't stop talking about it. They had at first, no one had no idea, any idea because. I didn't. I didn't talk about it. Like I, it just kind of just popped up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> man, that's crazy. I wish I had that when I was still in school. Just someone following me around with a camera, filming everything I do. 
Uh, but, <laughs> like, when the video came out, it went, like, absolutely viral. Like, a million hits. It was everywhere. I'm, like, I remember seeing it, well, about, like, I think two years ago. Um, just after, like, a year after the video was released. And I saw it, and it was, it was absolutely, like, crazy. And it kind of... Honestly, it kind of made me feel bad because I was, you know, I was, I think I was 16 at the time. And I was like, man, there's 11-year-old producers better than me. They're like, you know, <laughs> they're going to become all famous. I don't have time. But, you know, <laughs> anyways. Um, but yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it, it garnered like so much views. How, how did you, how did you react to that whole, you know, the booming of, you know, the viral video? Well, I think I'm still kind of sinking it in because I haven't really freaked out yet. But my parents have been like really. My parents are still like, like, can't believe it. You know, they're just they're just blown away by how how well it's gone. Like, we just put it up, you know, for for fun. You know, just to just to like just put it up as just mm-hmm. me putting music up to show people, and it's just took off. You know, and like I can't I can't believe it. And I don't blame I don't blame people for um i get a lot of hate and i don't blame people for hating me because if you saw like an 11 year old kid getting interviewed and all that stuff and you've been working at it for years it's like it yeah you'd be you'd be annoyed but then there's you know if if i was them i'd 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 support you know and i have a lot of support from a lot of oh, i wouldn't call them fans but i guess they are but like i don't like to call people fans i like to call them kind of like not friends but if you know what I mean, like followers. Yeah, yeah, followers, you know? just people who listen to your music and, you know, appreciate it and stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Fan, fans are a bit something different. When I when I think of fans, I think of, like, just them screaming at a concert and just going absolutely <laughs> nuts. But, um, yeah, just <laughs> the whole the whole thing is, like, super, super crazy. But as, you, like, you were saying, the whole thing with the hate, there was kind of a mixed response to that whole video. Like, how did you, how did you deal with, with all that, you know? at such a young age even well yeah my my parents at first they didn't really let me see the comments or anything because they didn't want me to like get upset but i really didn't care like in my opinion like any attention is good attention you know what i mean like if you're doing if you're doing if you're doing something right you know like if you do if you're doing something you love and you're getting hate Mm -hmm. obviously you're doing something right because yeah that's a good sign because if you were if you were like yeah no one would care you know Mm. if if you, if you weren't good, you know what I mean. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if if someone, you know, is is hating on you for no reason because you didn't do anything to them, but you know, when when they hate on you for, for the success that you're getting, you know, you're doing something something right. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. And I think right after that video dropped, um, another video came out that got I think around almost seven hundred thousand views, which was you playing at, uh, Groove in the Moo. How did how did that whole thing go down? Oh, well, yeah, that's a funny story. It was actually kind of a bit of a last-minute surprise appearance kind of thing. So, yeah, um, you probably haven't heard of her, but she was um, she, uh, this this lady called uh, Zan Rose. She used to be a presenter mm-hmm. on Triple J, and she's moved to Double J now, which is a different radio station. But, um, yeah, she was talking to, um, I can't remember her name, but she, she was talking to the lead of Groove in the Moo on, on a bus or something, and she was like, hey, have you heard of that, that 11-year-old kid, you know, who was... He was just going crazy lately, and she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah," and um, yeah, she was like, "Oh, why don't why don't we get him up on stage for a little surprise gig?" Wow. And it was only supposed to be one song, but um, yeah, it turned out to be like three or four, oh, that's and because <laughs> she was just like, "Oh, just keep going," the crowd was going nuts. There was like ten thousand people there, and like I've never done a gig before. Then I just did a two-hour lesson of 
CDJs before oh. I did that because I didn't know how to use them. So ten thousand people—that's nuts. Yeah, so I just kind of rocked up on stage with like two hours worth of lessons, and, and just played some played some of my music. And yeah, I'm glad it went well. And like my dad, my dad said to me that um after this gig, you're either gonna love it mm-hmm. or you're gonna hate it. And mm-hmm. if you love it, you're gonna you're gonna like you're gonna pursue it and you're just mm-hmm. gonna keep going. But if you don't, that's fine. You know, yeah, we'll find something else. And um, yeah, I came off loving it, you know. Um, and he, yeah, he, yeah, I just kept doing gigs and stuff. And I've done, I've done gigs in clubs and Sydney. And I'm going a bit off track from the gig and groove in the mood, but yeah. And then I did it again a few years later. So that was wow. cool. Well, I mean, as you said, you love it. But how was that? How would you describe the feeling that you have when you're up on stage in front of, you know, so many people? What does that feel in the moment? Well, uh, before it's actually terrifying. <laughs> you like before you kind of go through this thing. Well, I don't know if everyone does who performs, but you, I kind of go through this thing before I perform. Where I'm like, I don't want to go up. I just want to go home <laughs> and play video games yeah. and sit in my room. But like once you get up there and you like see all the people who have been like waiting there to see you, like at your gigs and mm. you know and and like screaming when you get up. It's like you're like, yeah, this is yeah, this is what I want to do. You know, it's what I'm feel like i'm supposed to do you know mm-hmm. no that's amazing man Ten thousand people and for a for a first gig that's crazy and so right now you're using the cdjs right yeah 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 i'm using the um newest model it's the nexus oh, the nexus oh i can't remember it's the name the 2000 uh it's the it's the one with the touch screen in the middle that's the mixer i'm using oh wow the, oh, uh okay yeah i can't oh, i feel i'm i'm having a mental blank but yeah it's the newest model and uh, yeah, my dad actually, uh, twenty six thousand is it? Wow. Two thousand, yeah, two thousand. <laughs> twenty six thousand. <laughs> my dad's shouting across the room, and I, <laughs> I misheard him. <laughs> the two thousand. Yeah. yeah. How are how are how are those, like when you're playing on them? Solid gear. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's really good. Um, the the at first they're a little bit complicated to get your head around, but like once you've like, once you've understood what everything does, you don't even need to use everything on it. You know. So it's they're 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 hard to use, but they're not that hard. They're like it's kind of like painting, I guess. Like once you learn how to paint, you know, it's hard yeah. to do, but it's still like yeah, you know what I mean. It gets you understand it, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, so basically, like the the video that brought you up to the surface and gave you all this exposure came out three years ago. What has like the past three years looked like for you? Well, yeah, it's it's had its um, ups and downs, you know. It's um, it's been really hectic, and it's been really just sitting up, sitting in the studio and writing, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, it's not not like up and down, bad and good, but like you know, like up and down, like busy and calm, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, yeah, last year I was in America twice. So wait, no, I went to America uh, late last year, and then I went again early this year to film Sadness mm-hmm. and. Uh, do some writing um, in the studio, so um, yeah. Right now it's just writing, but it's been a bit un- it's been a bit weird. I've you know I'm still learning stuff, so of course, I'm still yeah. getting used to I'm still getting used to uh, the the um yeah the the process and everything. And um, my producer Tech is he's really a mentor to me to me. You know, like he's mm-hmm. taught me so much, and yeah, he's still teaching me stuff now that I didn't even know existed. You know, <laughs> so yeah, like um. Yeah, it's been a really good learning experience. Like I'm it's yeah, I'm loving it. 
Mm -hmm. And while you were out in LA, like, did you meet any other like bigger producers and or DJs? Uh, uh, not really. It was more of just like in the studio working with um Chloe, uh, mm -hmm. which on Sadness, yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, I had we had some people. We had some people from um some some companies like come over and for like a it wasn't a party it was like a just hangout and stuff so mm -hmm. that was cool and I went to oh uh oh yeah CAA CAA I went to the CAA and um, cool. that was really cool creative artist uh creative artist oh, agency oh, okay. <laughs> creative okay. artist CAA or something <laughs> yeah I was about to say industry but yeah um yeah I went there and. Yeah, met a lot of good people and yeah, like I, I talked to I talked to Justin Beaver's um, agent, old agent, agent I oh, think. Wow. So that was pretty crazy. And he was like talking about like he was like, oh, if you're willing to if you're willing to work with us and blah blah blah, we uh, we can we can do blah this and that. And I won't go into details, but yeah, mm -hmm. it was pretty surreal. Like I was like, oh my god, I'm sitting in an office and. In, in freaking Hollywood talking to this guy who's worked with the biggest in the world like yeah. <laughs> you know in a couple years I've gotten here so man that's amazing and it was Justin Bieber's manager or it was not manager or agent I can't remember but it was do you know Scooter Braun yeah 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 was that was that Scooter Braun by any chance uh no um it wasn't it wasn't Scooter it was um his old agent so um I think it was like for booking gigs and stuff um i'm not sure if he still works with him but yeah he he's worked with uh justin bieber and like oh he's i, I can't remember all the names but he's worked with like a lot of the big big names he's worked in, with uh, martin garrix yeah i th he he probably has like i'm not really sure but like we had a quick chat with him so that was cool mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and, and that was all in la right yeah that was in la yeah, yeah. how do you how do you like la Oh man, I want to live there. Like it's just yeah, it's I I've been to, like San Francisco and uh New Zealand and the UK and like they all feel a bit foreign to me mm -hmm. like, you know. But um LA definitely. It just feels like it feels so livable there. <laughs> but um it's just it's like you'd expect it to be really like crowded and busy, but it's really open and stuff and it's just yeah, it's great. Huh, and that's... it's it's <laughs> it's like the heart of the music industry, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's hollywood and everything so like i don't know one day if if i ever get rich i'd definitely move there <laughs> wow, and get an apartment that's, that's interesting man because i've had the exact same like everything how you had you describe la like i described it the exact same it just feels really open um, yeah it's interesting it's something to do with the sky and, and all that stuff but it's definitely yeah like the exactly creative hub. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I i would definitely move to la as well like a la and amsterdam uh seem to be like the hubs for for dance music and and something about it is just super livable there so <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah no, the dream mean, yeah. for us one day hopefully hopefully in the future <laughs> we can meet up in la that'd be pretty cool yeah hell yeah yeah <laughs> Call, calling it out on the podcast um <laughs> but uh yeah have you had any uh any like bigger support from from bigger djs i know there's a bunch of djs from australia like uh pecking duck uh is from there if you know them yeah 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 i know yeah have you had any like bigger support from like uh bigger touring artists and stuff like that oh definitely like yeah dj snake messaged me on twitter he follows me and everything he's really wow. he's really supporting to me and 
I met Dylan Francis backstage uh, <laughs> this year, and he, yeah, I got his email and everything. We had a chat, so that was cool. And we tried to go backstage, but we couldn't. We had to have a special Dylan Francis pass to watch him from side of stage, so that sucks. What? But yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, I met him backstage and we chatted, and it was really cool. You know, it's just cool to meet these names that you see on TV and stuff all the time, and you see him in real life. You're like, whoa, this is it's so weird. <laughs> no, absolutely, yeah, it totally yeah. is like that. And then you kind of get used to it once you meet more and more, and and then people people really have like a stigma built around it that they think like these people aren't human and then you know they realize yeah that they're just like everyone else and you know they're just doing what they love and making music yeah and like yeah that that i realized that like when i first went to groove in the moon like i met like wolf mother and asap ferg and like before i was like i was so nervous you know because I, <laughs> I i looked at music producers and stuff as like gods in a way you know these people yeah. that you, you're not gonna meet you know you idolize these people you're never gonna meet and um, when you actually do meet him, you just kind of like, you kind of realize that they're just normal, normal guys that just like to make music, you know, and that it's, it's great. Well, a lot of them, most of them, you know, <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're just normal people. And it's, it's cool to realize that because then when you meet other people, you don't, you don't feel so awkward, you know, mm-hmm. cause you know, they're just, they start, everybody starts, well, nearly everybody starts from the very bottom, you know, and then they work their way mm-hmm. up to, um, up to the highest parts so yeah it's it's cool yeah mm-hmm. and do you have any like dj idols that you look up to oh yeah definitely um flume skrillex uh i could go on uh this guy called misogi i really want to meet him i've been mentioning him in like every every interview i've done because i just want to meet this guy so bad <laughs> but who is it uh his name's misogi um he's a He's he's uh, like a trap kind of producer. He also produces for other people. Uh-huh. But like, yeah, he's a bit he's a bit obscure. But um, yeah, he he makes really cool music. And yeah, I really li- I I've been listening to his music for a long time. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, I th- is he signed to Monster Cat by any chance? Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure what, if he's signed at all. But um, it's spelled M I S O G I, and um. Yeah, he makes some. Yeah, look him up. He makes some really cool music, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, he's he's one of my main main idols, you know, because he's yeah. I just think he's his whole his whole vibe and image is really cool. Mm-hmm. You no, know? mm-hmm. no, that's no super awesome. Um, so let's get to one of your recent tracks that you just released a couple months ago. It's Sadness with Chloe Campbell. How did that collaboration go down? Because I saw the music video and heard the track and it's it's really really good and the music video to to pair up with that is is really cinematic and awesome like how did that <laughs> yeah. entire thing come together well yeah um tech to, uh we're looking for another singer for the next single you know and uh, uh we had lol write the um the song for sadness and we, we were looking for someone to sing on it mm-hmm. so um he, sh- he showed me chloe and uh said hey uh check out this singer she's really cool so um, I looked her up and um, I listened to some of her songs and some videos on Instagram and yeah, I was like, yeah, this this is really cool. I thought she was really cool. I still do, but yeah, she, I, I I think she's really cool. And um, yeah, I I I messaged her and um, well, Tech messaged her and then yeah, she got into contact with me and uh, I was like, hey, do you wanna do you wanna make a song together? And she yeah, she was like, hell yeah, let's do it. So uh, we met up in um met up in LA and in Tech Studio and we recorded the vocals and. Yeah, we went out for lunch, you know, got to know each other. It's really cool because, like, when I work with people, like, I want to know them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But, um, 
yeah and yeah uh yeah we we worked on the track we worked on the vocals and i took the vocals back and uh built a song around it pretty much mm-hmm. and um yeah i sent i sent the first version to tech and tech would be like nah man don't um you don't don't put that sound in maybe put change the vocals and i'll be like all right all right and i'll do that and most of the time change other things as well you know mm-hmm. send it back shot to chloe and she she might be like, "Hey, can you can you add this in?" And I'll be like, "Yep." You know, and just over time, you know, trial and error, changing the track and building it up into what what you hear, you know. So, mm-hmm. where'd you get the uh, the inspiration for the track, and 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 what's the meaning behind like sadness? I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, the uh, inspiration behind the track. Um, I don't really remember a song that I listened to that made me go, "I want to make a song like." that and make it sadness but mm-hmm. i feel like it's mainly the vocals i built around you know and i felt this kind of vibe around it it was more of a chilled vibe you know and i didn't want to make a big drop for it like i did with my pr- my previous single you know because I, I every every track you know i want to i want to do something different you know i don't want people to think i like i pigeonhole myself to one type of genre you know mm-hmm. so yeah i kind of just built around the vocals and yeah i've I I haven't. This is the first time I'm gonna say it, but um, before I actually made a previous version of it, and it was uh with Lowell's lyric, uh with Lowell's voice because we didn't have a singer at the time, and I kind of made this big, like vocal chop and drop and everything. But um, I don't know. Like we, I just wanted to kind of go for something more chilled, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I that's pretty. <laughs> I don't have a direct like inspiration for it, but mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, uh, definitely something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no totally some some producers you know they can go out into the park and get inspiration for a whole track others can just sit down and just bust out an entire track in like two hours you know there's everyone's yeah. different yeah um what which daw do you use to to produce your tracks uh yeah i use ableton i used to use fl but i use ableton now yeah mm-hmm. and um i made young like me on fl but i made sadness on ableton and you can probably hear a bit of a difference but yeah, like, mm-hmm. I, I changed basically because I use Mac, and oh, FLs okay. for Windows, had to yeah. use an emulator, and at the time, the Mac version wasn't ready, so I, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to switch, you know, just mm-hmm. try something new, see if I like it. Mm-hmm. And how's it been yeah. so far? Do you like it more oh, than it's been, FL? Well, I reckon it's mainly, it's more of a matter of, like, what kind of layout you prefer. Um, I definitely like uh, synths and... Um, uh, effects on FL a lot more than Ableton, and then I like things on Ableton a lot more than FL. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. kind of just like personal preference. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I'm I'm really enjoying Ableton. Um, I had a two hour lesson on it so to get my head around it, and I'm yeah I'm just teaching myself now because I was 100% self taught on FL Studio. Wow. Kind of just messed around until I came up with stuff. I had a few piano lessons and. Oh, started making that's stuff. impressive man that's that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. inspiration man um just kind of leaning away from all the you know technical stuff what kind of what kind of music do you listen to in your off time like when you're not producing um i listen to a lot of jazz a lot of hip-hop um uh a lot of a lot of um dubstep too um Ooh. i've kind of gone a lot more from like electronic to hip hop and jazz lately, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I still listen to a lot of electronic. Um, but yeah, I've started making yeah different types of beats because 
I don't know, like I'm always, I, I just, yeah, I'm always like changing what I listen to. And like I have these kinds of phases of like genres that I like, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you listen to, to lo-fi music by any chance? Oh, yeah, I love lo-fi. I actually met a beat yesterday, <laughs> a lo-fi beat yesterday. Yeah, I love lo-fi, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> lo-fi, lo-fi is interesting. Lo-fi is kind of like on on the rise again. It's, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's an interesting genre. It's like they take rap music and like slow it down i'm pretty sure and then put like a like a jazzy sort of mellow beat over it it's yeah a yeah lot and of then my just distort it and everything like put like like um like vinyl crackle and stuff and yeah exactly who, all who that would, kind of stuff who, yeah who, who would think that would you know actually be popular because like from i don't know how many years ago um people <clears throat> all people wanted to do was take away that crackle make it as crisp as possible and now it's kind of going kind of like reverse like where everyone's trying to distort and kind of like destroy the sound in, in a yeah, way yeah yeah you'll yeah. hear with a lot of uh rap tracks that um they actually have pretty distorted basses in it and oh. you'd think at first you know like a lot of i like i like listening to a lot of um xxx tentacion mm-hmm. you know and his yeah. his basses in his tracks he's like hardcore tracks you know yeah. he's st- he started going more to lo-fi towards towards the end of his career but um yeah, yeah uh that's yeah his early tracks were like really distorted you know and like i i heard it at first and i was like i I didn't hate it and i didn't like it either i was like confused Mm -hmm. like i was like what am i supposed to like think of this but like i started listening to it more and then it yeah and then it got and then it got picked up and then everyone starts doing it you know it's kind of like with flume's genre like everyone went through a time where everyone was just copying that kind of Oh, kind of rhythm and stuff you know <laughs> definitely <laughs> even i <me>. definitely <laughs> know that yeah there's kind of i don't want to call it a bandwagon but it seems like a lot of the big room djs that's what they did they switched at some point and started to do like future bass stuff um yeah completely i know like a whole bunch of, like rehab and and were, were you big into the uh, in the big room scene when it was pop like popular uh yeah i was more into like bass house and trap and future bass mm-hmm. uh i'm proud to say that i that i was listening to future bass before everyone else Ooh. was <laughs> but but um yeah i i mainly listen to like um trap music and a lot of bass house because i really like because before electronic music i used to just listen to heavy metal and rock you know Ooh, wow. and um a bit of pop as well from my mom but uh <laughs> Yeah, um, it was mainly heavy metal and stuff that I listened to with my dad, like Tool and Soundgarden and and stuff like that, you know. And um, when I heard dubstep, you know, it was kind of like an electronic version of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah, I, I listen to like yeah, mainly the trap kind of stuff, like the slower kind of beats. But mm-hmm. I do make a lot of house and yeah. Awesome. So, what would be your favorite track at the moment right now? That I've made or that I'm listening that to. That you're listening to. <sighs> okay. Um, is this isn't live, is it? It is. Uh, no, it is not live. <laughs> okay, because I'm gonna I'm gonna search it up because I forgot the name. No <laughs> Hold worries. on. What what kind of it, genre is it? Uh, it's dubstep. Um, and I heard it yesterday, and it's by this guy called Monix, I think. M O N I X X. But he did this. Yeah. Um. Oh. He did this track. Yeah, here we go. It's called Falling by Monic, uh, Monks. So M-O-N-X-X. And yeah, it's it's really, really cool. Like, I can't stop listening to it. It's really, really neat. Is it on yeah. uh, Is it on UKF? Uh, probably. I, I heard it on Dubstep Gutter, but... um. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, 
it's yeah it's called it's called falling and it's um like i'm i'm more into like the weird drops you know like weird percussion and weird plucks and stuff with hard basses on it you know like hearing this stuff that makes you go what the heck when you hear it but like who would yeah, some of those producers be like getter i'm not oh, really definitely yeah getter yeah some of getter's songs yeah definitely weird i mean a lot of his music is um he's actually kind of changing the heavy metal lately but um mm, yeah. what do you think of that um i'm all for it like do what you want you know what i mean like i like his i like his uh trap stuff i really do i want to hear more of it but like if he wants to make heavy metal you know like don't yeah don't don't let the fans tell you otherwise like it's mm-hmm. cool seeing people try new stuff because mm-hmm. no, that's how that's how yeah that's how trends are created someone tries something new you know what i mean oh. and yeah that's a really good point actually yeah huh. um so one of the leading up to like the end of the podcast so uh dj mag is coming up who are your top five producers that you're voting for or are you even voting for anyone this year well i've never actually voted on dj mag but i've seen it before um can I vote for anybody? <laughs> I mean, I, I think so. I, you can just type in any producer, you know, and just and, and vote for them. Well, I wouldn't vote for myself, but <laughs> um, I'd probably go, like, um, probably the people who are, like, um, that I'm listening to a lot lately, like, yeah, Skrillex. I'd definitely vote for Skrillex. Probably vote for him every year. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, Skrillex. Um, I did vote for Hermitude in... In one DJ mag, I think. But um, yeah, I'd probably I'd probably go with um Skrillex, Flume. Uh, I might actually vote for Monks. Um, oh, I I, I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong. If you if you're listening, I'm sorry. But <laughs> yeah, um, I'd probably vote for yeah those guys. Um, probably a lot of the lesser known, even though they probably won't make it through. I like mm-hmm. um I like listening to like upcoming stuff, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably like oh, I might actually vote for the Prodigy. I used to love Prodigy. <laughs> oh, the Prodigy, yeah, interesting. Yeah, they very were cool. interesting. Yeah, it's you're not really listening to mainstream stuff, which is kind of like you know surprising because a lot of younger kids they're like Marshmallow, um, and Marshmallow <laughs> literally only Marshmallow yeah. listening, and, and more more I, I guess like um, how how would you call them like. Uh, old school DJs, they're more listening to like you know Tag House and all this underground stuff. Yeah, so, like Tiesto and stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really interesting to see you know uh, to see you listening to all this you know underground stuff, even yeah, some stuff that I don't even know. Yeah, there's um the reason yeah the reason I d- I listen to it is not just because I, it's good, but uh um I, you kind of notice that there's there's not really much pressure of um because I reckon a lot of mainstream artists would get a lot of pressure to. Do do this certain style, make this certain sound, you know, and they probably they probably have um, labels that are telling them like you don't don't do something that obscure, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it, it's it's not something that people are used to, and I think it's just kind of cool. It's kind of, um, I mean, it's both ways. It's kind of a breath breath of fresh air, you know. Like if I listen to too much underground stuff, I'll listen to mainstream, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I just want to hear so- I just want to like hear something new, and um. It's cool. It's just cool because that's like how Flume started. He made something really weird, and I don't know. Like, I just I like the whole vibe around it. You know, it's really it's really cool to like. It's really cool feeling to like listen to someone that not many people know about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because 
it seems like Flume is like a big uh, inspiration or uh, like a big part of what you listen and 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 feed off of. Yeah, have you ever yeah. seen him live? Uh, I haven't. I haven't seen him live, but um, I want to. <laughs> you have. I definitely to. would want to. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him once, and it was one of the best stage designs, and just like, oh, just the music yeah. was amazing for him. Yeah, yeah. I I've definitely seen... recommend it. Yeah, I've seen like he actually uses like live drum pads and stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, the intros I'd love are amazing. Him, like, yeah, <laughs> when yeah. he uh, has the curtain drop at the beginning. Oh, yeah, man, I've actually watched these gigs on YouTube, and they're like, there's such a big lead up to his drops and stuff, and it's so like cinematic, you know? Right. With yeah. all the light, <laughs> with the light shows, and like the way he's like moving, like it's so weird, but yeah, elegant. it's cool. Like yeah, really yeah, elegant. Ele- <laughs> elegant. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. It's cool. Yeah, well, I definitely, uh, man, you have to see him. I definitely hope you get the chance to, you know, see him one day. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, yeah. So, final question. What does the next five years look like for you? Or the next two, three? What What Ooh. are your goals for the future? Well, yeah, my main goal would probably be to just hope that I'm still doing what I'm doing. And, like, even if I'm just surviving, I want to be able to make a living off, like, what i do mm-hmm. you know because like i i reckon that if 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 the job if you're doing a job and you love it you know then it's not really a job you know what i mean yeah like like i i just want to ho- i just hope that i can do this as a career you know in the future like i feel like i probably will because like i'm 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 working as hard as i can you know to try and to try and keep not not just stay relevant but also to like yeah keep keep learning more and and yeah just be better at what i do but um in the next five years i'd love to like not just be making music but also to be like producing for other people because that'd be really cool to like mm. i'd I like i like to see the behind the scenes you know of 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 all these tracks you hear on tv and on the radio mm-hmm. so and also i might branch off and if i had an if i get enough money i want to branch off into uh video game development because that's another passion wow. i do i do a lot of coding so what? <laughs> I make wow. yeah, I, I code video games and stuff. So I'd 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 love to like be able to do that as well. You know, like somehow incorporate that into my future. I don't know. That's be, a, it'd be cool. Yeah. But that's amazing. <laughs> Man, yeah. It's it's wow. It's inspiring and like amazing how you figured out all this at like you know such a young age and you still have <laughs> so much more time to figure you know everything out. Yeah. Even more. Wow. That's amazing. Well, uh, it was amazing talking with you and just getting to know everything and, you know, getting to know all these interesting, interesting things about, uh, about everything in the career and, you know, what the future holds for you. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was and good. Yeah. Where can Great people fun. find you when they, if they want to yeah, go, you know, look at your music and stuff? Yeah, um, you guys can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is EDM Black Summer, one word. And um, you can just search up Black Summer on Facebook, SoundCloud, Twitter. Yeah, just yeah, pretty much any social media and yeah, music sh- sharing pr- platform I'm most likely on. So, yeah. Sweet. Um, so, yeah, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening um, to the On The Raz podcast. This was episode six with Black Summer. You guys should definitely go check him out. He's releasing so much new music. His production is getting better with every single track. And he has a really big future ahead of him. Um, So yeah, definitely make sure to check him out. And like, subscribe, and repost, share this podcast. I'll be releasing a whole bunch of new episodes 
really really soon with a whole bunch of other producers um but yeah thank you guys so much for listening peace